Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the Tag Along Podcast. Before we get started with our special guest, just a little bit of housekeeping. Please make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast. It means a ton, especially if you leave us an all-star review so we can keep bringing you awesome athletes and their stories. Without further ado, please welcome our good friend, teammate, co-worker, and professional rower, James Deeds. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Tagalong Podcast. My name is Nick Karwaski. Joining us today, along with my co-host, Scott Del Vecchio, is James Deeds. Many of you guys may know James Deeds. A great friend of mine, one of the coolest dudes I know. Uh, James is a professional rower who competed in the U.S. Olympic trials in 2008, 2012, and 2016, and was coached by some of the world's best coaches. He also competed on the international stage, representing the U23 U.S. rowing team, and was a U.S. national champion. He uh, has been coaching rowing privately for the past 13 years and is currently a professional rower for Hydro. That's how I met James. Among that experience, he coached at the Division I level for UMass Women. He has the reputation of being a cyclist and food enthusiast outside of rowing. James, thanks, man, for joining us. Yo, I'm psyched. This is my first podcast. What are we talking about? Politics, fashion. I mean, I'm, I'm down for it all. All of it. All of it. <laughs> James and I first met in um, fall, uh, like August of 2018. We had both just started uh, at this little tiny company called Hydro, and I was admired James and still do admire James uh, as he was all things rowing. He, If I had any question about my boat, my foot stretchers, the oars, the what the hell I was doing on the water, uh, you know, I'd only been in a single like less than 10 times. And James not only welcomed me as like, a, okay, like we're doing this as a coworker, but like very quickly became good friends. And I was very appreciative of that, James. And that, that holds true to today. So anyways, it's a pleasure working with you and thanks for doing the podcast. Um, I'll kick it over to Scott because I'll just, I'll just keep fanboying <laughs> here over, over James. Uh, yeah. So obviously we've all three worked together and we know you us to know you pretty well but uh tell us a little bit about like where you grew up how you grew up and then then move on to maybe your athletic history and what what led you to to start rowing absolutely uh so i grew up in western massachusetts in a town called amherst it's the five college area so you have well you've got the five colleges um but you know i i, I grew up being kind of like a just, just a smaller, uh, you know, smaller stature athlete. So, um, I found my way in, uh, running distance running, like that's where my passion was. And I still like the track and field and, and cross country still have like a place like close and dear to my heart. Um, and I knew my father was, uh, was an Olympian, but I didn't really look into anything deeper than that. I just thought it was cool. You know, he seemed really stoked that I was, I, I was running and finding success in that. And, and that was something that I think people find odd, you know, Jim being a multiple time Olympian and, and really just like fully immersed, uh, in rowing ever since he was in, in high school. Um, there was never any pressure. There was never a, a, even any like mention of like, you should hop into a boat. 
like boats were something like I think most people probably like hop out in kayaks when when they go on summer camp. Like we just had like singles kicking around, you know, and it was just like, oh, jump in the water, get back in the boat, jump in the water. Fun, you know, Um, and it it wasn't until uh, well, I mean. Where are we going from here, Scotty? I, 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 lost no, I, think, I think I think that's 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 exactly. I mean, I totally yeah. identify with that because my mom went to the Olympics. My a bunch of my uncles are like world champs, and we lived right next to the rowing club. But I didn't start rowing until I was like, and this is pretty young. But for France, it's like thirteen is you know it's sort of around the time you would normally start. Uh, but I played all these other sports without my mom really ever pushing me to do anything. So I totally get that. And, and it also as a, as a, it just shows that you're an athlete, all an all around athlete, not so much like only rowing and then you, you spend your whole time there. So I would say what, what's next is like, so, so you went to, you competed like in cross country and track and stuff in high school. What, what, so what gets you into, into the actual high performance or just taking rowing seriously? So, I mean, like, like, like it's, I think like a lot of athletes, um, when, when you identify as say like a runner, right? Like, like running is like everything I cared about. Like I threw myself fully into that. And, and like, I, I did find, find myself like, like dealing with like bouts of probably like, even though I, I, I didn't realize it then probably depression, like knowing that, uh, you know, my highlight years were probably like, you know, sophomore, junior year in, in high school. You know, I was, I was part of like a really special cross country team. We won, uh, the state championships. Um, I, re- I remember meeting Nick for the first time and, and throwing out times. Cause like, that's how, 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 how runners just like identify themselves. So I was yeah. like, Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, I dropped, I dropped this freshman year. Like where are you at? And then, <laughs> and, then and that's where I find, found out that like Nick actually had wheels. But, you know, I, I got recruited uh, to row, uh, not row, run at UMass. I ran one season of cross country. And at that point, my body started really filling out. Uh, you know, I was 6'3", you know, when I was moving well in cross country, I was probably between 155 and uh, 165 pounds. And all of a sudden, like, like through no fault of my own, I, I was weighing, you know, 190, 195. And the look of my cross country and track uh, coach's face when I walked in, he was like, well, have you ever thought of the 800? <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I haven't thought of the 800. You know, this is horrible. You know, so you were always you were always distance. Distance. Yeah, you knew you were endurance. That's what you loved. That's what you you didn't start. A lot of endurance runners like start at the 400, then 800, then mile, then 5K. But you always wanted distance. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like looking back, like well, one of the things when, when I'm coaching people now, it's like I feel like like as a coach, whether you're nurturing someone who's in high school or in college, like you really need to watch what you say to them because athletes take it like are sponges and they take things in. And I remember early on in my running career being uh, someone saying, well, you don't have a finishing kick. So you're going to be a 5K guy, you know, and and in my mind, I just clicked that off in my head. You, you don't have a finishing kick, you know, as soon as I got into to rowing, it was like a blank slate. And I was like, oh, man, all I can do is like finish fast. And, and you know, like I knew I had that capacity. So like that's something I always watch for when I'm when I'm coaching people. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I identified myself as a guy that ran the deuce, you know, and, and the 5K. 
right? There you go. Is I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot with you over the past couple of years and have heard a lot of stories of you in cross-country days, rowing days, um, high-performance days. What, what do you, I, I feel like I know the answer to this, but like what is one of your favorite parts about all of that, about being on a national team, training for the trials? Um, like what, what led you to do that uh, from such a young age, early on switching sports, getting to, um, you know, the world champs in such a short period of time? Like what, there's got to be something. And it was cool that you mentioned like your, everything with your dad and wrong was fun. Like there wasn't any pressure for you to do that. So there's something inside of you that kind of led you to want to, to do more, to be better, to be faster. Um, what, what, what was the favorite part about all that? I think early on, like, you know, and, and I can like track it all the way back to, uh, you know, my cross country days, like, like the seniors in, in, uh, on the team, they had this culture, you know, and they had, they, they had like a, a, a great deal of respect for just like mileage ethic. And that's a word I use a lot, mileage ethic. And I remember, and, and, and it's, and it was this little paperback book that would be passed down from like senior to freshman. And you read this book, you know, and it, and it wasn't, you know, uh, autobiography or whatever, but it was like based on people's experience, but the book was called once a runner. And it was all about like, you know, there's no short way around it. Like you need to be consistent, you know, like this needs to be like your, your quest. You need to be a, a student of your discipline and, and I think it was like that mileage ethic and, and that, you know, finding that that space in your mind to to grind that like helped me transition to to rowing so well. And, and, and that's why, like, I, I don't think like you need to start rowing super early. Right. Like, I think like running's great. Cycling's great. Swimming's great. Like, I still love to run. I wish I could run faster now, but like <laughs> that's not happening, you know. But uh, yeah, mileage ethic, man. So would you say that you're a, I, I think there's two types of people. There's people who love training and there's love and there's people who love racing. Do you think you're more of a, I love training versus I love racing? I think I, I would probably phrase that. I mean, I, I do love training, but like I understand in order to race, you need to train like, 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 and, and, and the idea of like, going or lining up to any type of race with the thought of like, I, I, I've done everything to put myself in, in, in the best position, you know, like without the training for me, racing means nothing. Right. Like, right. like, 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 like something worse. Exactly. Then getting to the starting line being like, wow, this isn't going to go well. Cause I know that I haven't done everything I could have to, to make this the best. And so, I, yeah, I, I get that. Um, do you, you're, you're, you're a coach at heart. Like you, you can relate to people, um, not only with the stories you tell, but with the experiences that you, you've had yourself. Um, what, what do you think makes you want to show and, and, uh, give the knowledge that you have and skill sets to, to people of all different levels? Uh, like what, is there like whether you can give a specific example or just more general, like what makes you love to connect with people over sport? 
I think there's probably two things. I think like part of me wants to right wrongs, you know, and it's, and they weren't wrongs that were deliberately done to me. Like different coaches excel and thrive in different areas. And I feel like like every coach probably has one thing that, or a couple of things that they do very, very well. And I feel like extremely blessed to have been coached by so many great coaches. And along the way, I'm like, oh, you know, this, this component really worked for me. I'm going to take this component, you know, this component really worked for me, you know, like, like for, uh, you know, the, the younger athletes, you know, I look back to, to my high school coach who was a great guy and we found a lot of success, but I was like very hungry. Like I wanted more, you know, and I didn't want to be, be told like, no, like that's, that's enough. Right. Like, like I wanted, I, I wanted the, the path to, you know, like back then my goal was like, I wanted to be like a, a sub four ten miler, you know? And, and I didn't want the answer to be like, well, we'll see at the end of the day, you know, whether, you know, like, so I, I always want to explain why I'm doing things, you know, the importance of doing them so that the, so that the athletes I coach will, will respect and like why, why I'm telling them to do this. And I, and I guess like the, the other answer to your question is just like, it is super rewarding to see someone reach their goals. And like, and see that like the tips you're giving them are, are having an effect and then growing that trust. Like that's so, so awesome. When like, when, when you, you're behind it, you, an athlete, you know, pulling a 2K test and you say like, you go now. And they're just like, giddy up, you know, because they know like, you're not telling, you're not saying it just to say it. Like, like you're saying it because you know that they can do it. And I think that's like, it's just a great feeling. Yeah, I, I think you have explain like in that two-part answer i think you've explained exactly why tagalong is so good when it comes to um professional athletes sharing what they know and what's worked for them to people who who need the help and i think i i think you just hit the the nail on the head where it's just like yeah like this works for me like why what like especially not everybody like even in the rowing world no but not that many people get to actually be coached by amazing coaches right it's a it's a very small handful and so i think the fact that you hold this knowledge and you're able to to deliver it to to not just really good rowers but also hydro users young kids trying to be recruited like that's amazing i i don't know i think like I, I really enjoyed the, your answer. So that that's why I'm mentioning that. Um, and like I, like I mentioned Hydra, like what my last question for you is what's your favorite part about your gig at Hydra? I think there's never been something like that in rowing before and you got in early and you've been a major component of the success of that company. And so, so tell us a little bit about like what, like what's your favorite part about that? um that whole experience i want i want to jump in real quick and say that james and i joined hydro like i said at the beginning of this uh august of 2018 for the better part of august september and october james and i were on the water rowing for roughly three hours every single morning there was we were we were pseudo practicing what workouts and episodes what we call them would look like we had like a uh, one of our coaches hold an ipad at the front so we had to like literally create what it is that hydro is now 
Um, and James is now, on, in addition to being an athlete, is a performance coach. So he works with a lot of the on-screen athletes that you see about how you can lean into your strengths and maybe stay away from, from these other areas that, you know, you don't need to do that. And the, the way in which James and, and myself were allowed to do this, like, it's crazy to think that we're, we're doing this on September 9th. And we just got back from three weeks in Lucerne and the amount of filming, the amount of just crazy variables that were there, like it, it honestly, man, like it's, it's been a ride and it has been so much easier working with someone like you with who not only has the rowing accolades and like puts up with my ridiculousness, but uh, my small shoulders, but the, you, you've just made this process as a coworker, uh, that much, that much more enjoyable. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to like set the, set the picture a little bit for people, but yeah, what, what is like your favorite, uh, part about this hydro journey? I, I, well, I appreciate all the kind words, Nick, <laughs> but you know, like the, the, the thing I, I, I think that that hydro brings is like the ability to let me just think about this it's like this perfect blend right like 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 it, it used to be like you're either coaching or or you're training right and like being able and and like and rowing has taken me so many like really cool places and like and, I, and i've got these like great stories you know and and, and finally like I get to share those stories and like share those, those struggles and probably share like a vulnerability that like you, you typically wouldn't share as, as a rowing coach. Like, like what, one of the, the, the greatest, I think like coping mechanisms for like hard training is like, is, is working out with people that, that have either dealt with the same struggles and experiences that, that, that you've dealt with, but then like also you know, like, do you remember those like training runs or rides and like just like the funny stories like that just like help time pass like like that you know I mean I mean I think about like like rolling with a guy like Warren Anderson we used to call him Captain America like barrel chest this dude was like a huge herb you know and like hanging out with the, the, the he's arguing I forgot who he's arguing with about who would win in a fight in space a bear or a shark. And the reason that this bout took place in space was because, like, it had to be fair, right? Like, bear would obviously have, like, an advantage on land, shark, water, you know, so space, you know? And, like, like those kind of conversations just, like, made you laugh, you know? Like, and, and before you know it, like, your hour is done, you know? You've gotten in, in, in the attended uh, effect of your training, but it was just so enjoyable, right? So, like, finally, like, to answer your question, just that blend of, like, okay, like, you know, you get to coach. I'm out there, like, rowing with with these members, but I also get to, like, have fun with them, like, share these stories. And, like, a lot of times I'm, laugh, I'm laughing my ass off, right? Like, particularly when, you, when you're when you on the, the filming launch, too, man. It's just, like, you showed me a, a, a glance, like, really, really, you know? And it's, like, <laughs> and I remember Del Vecchio used to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it's a good time. It is fun because all of a sudden you'll look at the the clock left and be like, "Oh shit! There's only there's only four minutes left in this. This is great. Like you, we have legitimate fun out there, and you can see that in in what you do, what you share, uh, and you're you're great at it." I so, I remember yeah. doing a workout with Nick, and 
I was like, oh yeah, I'll do, I'll do these uh, intervals with him. And he's telling this freaking story. And I'm just like, I guess I'll go because you forgot to call the interval. And that, and it's fun now, like hopping on a hydro and, and realizing that they're like, oh yeah, shoot, uh, we're in the middle of this workout. And, uh, no, I got lost in exactly. my story. And I think we had like uh, a couple of times, uh, when we went on long rows, like long, easy rows, uh, with you, um, James, like it was really, I used to train a lot by myself after you guys were done filming and it was really cool to be able to just go out and like chat while rowing really lightly and be able to share that. And I think there is a very set way that the rowing world is and it's very intense or it's not. And there's kind of like no in between. And I think that the two of you have done an amazing job kind of like filling out that gap in between the two and having fun, but still training hard and sharing stuff. It's just, I think overall, like you're in a really cool spot in the world of rowing and um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be part of that with you guys. So. Isn't it crazy how like, and I know this happens in many different disciplines where you become like a slave to the watch, right? Like, like you're looking at the watch, you're looking at your, your garment on your bicycle or you're looking at your speed coach or, or whatever. And like, and, and if, if that's your only focus, man, like it can, it can be completely daunting. And I can tell you like, like when I'm doing some of those hydro classes, sometimes I'll look down at my speed coach. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm moving, you know, like, like this, that, and that's a really cool, cool, cool feeling. And I think like, that's another thing that, that you can offer people is like, sometimes just like being present and just like, like putting a pause on just like, just being fixated on, on one bit of data, you know, that like, if you're having a bad day with cumulative fatigue, like it can destroy you. Like I, I've had so many bad days, months, like whatever, you know, because like that was the only thing that gave me importance. And it was just like, man, just like c- consistency. Yeah. It, yeah. I totally agree. Like you said before, consistency is key. And I think it's fun uh, to see the impact that you can have with Hydro. P- people who know you through Hydro, where they message you, um, you know, oh, this was a great one. And then I'll look back at that particular workout and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was a while ago. But I, I'm glad that that allowed you to get whatever it is. Because you don't know if they're looking at the leaderboard. You don't know if they're looking at metrics. You don't, you don't know. You have no idea. So you just, you can't, you're not going to win every every single one, but you can make it your own and know that, you know, if I'm going for a James Seeds workout, I know that I'm going to get a great workout in. So um, anyways, uh, James, can't thank you enough, man. We have this section at the end of the podcast where we kind of go through this little rapid fire uh, question. It almost never ends up being rapid fire as we diverge <laughs> onto different topics, but we'll, we'll do our best here. Um, so first and foremost, what is your go-to snack? Beef jerky. Nice, nice. I like it. What is a secret hobby or interest that you have and that nobody knows about? Free diving. Cool. And I, I did. I did. I, it's something I just want to get better at. You know, like like the, to me, the idea of like going underwater for an extended amount of time is just like dope. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. James and James and I were threw our goggles on. We're looking for a lost GoPro in Lucerne, and James was down there a lot longer than I was. Um, all right, your last hard workout that you did. <laughs> it's probably with you and Switzerland. <laughs> 
the the 300s or the 250? We dude, did 300s. Yeah, though. the the 300s hurt. That stung a little. Yeah, those are those were longer than you think. Uh, yeah, we did like what two by four k and then three by three hundred. That's a good amount. Um, if you could tag along with any athlete, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, oh my gosh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Scotty. Um, I'll accept Scott as a. I, uh, <laughs> as an answer. That wasn't his answer, Scott. That I, wasn't his answer. All right, so 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 I'd, I'd have to say like like one of my longtime idols, uh, Hakeem El Garouge, the mile, uh, miler from Morocco. I mean, like you you watch his journey and like the struggles, like and just how he stuck with it, and just like the way he describes the feelings of everything. It's just like man. Like it gives you a feel like deep inside you, you can feel the the passion there. That's awesome. I like that. Um, what is your favorite quote or advice that you live by or your mantra or whatever? Oh, trials and miles, miles of trials. Uh, and then, then that that's from that book, book once a runner, you know, it's a quick read, you know, and it just like y- you leave just wanting to like fill your calendar out each day with, with the mileage that, that, that you've, you've put in and, and sleep well. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much again, James. We appreciate it. Hopefully everyone's uh, learned a little bit more about you today. Um, you guys can find James on the Tag Along app. Uh, book him for a one-on-one session, um, you know, virtual, in person. He's a great dude, super knowledgeable, one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to uh, rowing, sports in general, how to, how to improve yourself. So, James, thank you very much, man. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Thanks, dude. And that's a wrap for episode five of the Tag Along With a Pro podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to James for taking some time to speak with us after he got back from Lucerne. You can find James on the app and on Instagram. You can book him from one-on-ones, training plans, and everything else available on the Tagalong platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.